Hello, welcome to 251, Two Pianists, Five Minutes, One Subject. And the title of this episode is What the French Horn. My name's Nick Tomlin. And I'm Simon Whiteside. So to explain what is a French horn, French horn is a conical ball instrument that came from the hunting horn or the post horn and it developed over time in orchestral music. It was one of the first brass instruments, it was the first brass instrument to get into the symphony orchestra and uh, with, along with the trumpet. Uh, originally you used to have to have what's called a crook replacement. If you wanted to play an E-flat you played basically what's called a natural horn and you played in the key of E-flat maybe and it's near relatives so dominant and subdominant that's the fourth and fifth note of the major scale and if you wanted to uh, therefore it, it, movements would be in a key but later on um, you would be able to add valves to brass instruments and once they were added the valve French horn developed now the modern French horn is actually called the double French horn because it has two if you like fundamental tubes one is in F and the other is in B flat so it covers a much bigger range and also is completely chromatic whereas uh, in the previous versions you were limited to the harmonic series on the instrument so that said we now need to talk about how the French horn fits into jazz over to you Nick well, the first significant use of the French horn was really with the Claude Thornhill band in the late 40s. Um, although there are um, photographs of bands from the 20s with, with French horn, uh, but very often these were just for publicity. Sometimes musicians would kind of get these instruments to give the band kind of kudos or, or kind of, um, you know, to, to make them look classy. Um, but there's no evidence they actually played them, um, these orchestral instruments. Um, in the 30s, they, they were used, but often more as a kind of orchestral backing um, along with strings to just to kind of give the the, the song a kind of lush backing. Um, but it wasn't really until the 1940s, as I said, with Claude Thornhill, um, where he, his regular band actually featured two French horns. Um, and in 1949, Miles Davis used a scaled-down version of the Thornhill band for his Birth of the Cool sessions, um, which became very influential. The French horn player on those sessions was Gunter Schuller, although Junior Collins depped uh, when Schuller couldn't do it. Um, the arrangements were by Gil Evans and Jerry Mulligan, and they really exploited the, the sound of the horn, and it really, at that point, became um, an integral part of the ensemble. Yes, and Gil Evans and um, Jerry Mulligan were uh, part of the Claude Thornhill arranging troupe, weren't they? And the West Coast took up this quite heavily after that Birth of the Cool recording. So the Marty Page Tectet with Mal Torme, um, also Art Pepper and Sammy Davis Jr. used the French horn in there, um, absolutely acknowledged from the Birth of the Cool influence. Monk at the Town Hall, Hall Overton, used it um, in a similar sort of arrangement with um, Robert Northern on, on French horn. Uh, Jerry Mulligan's Tentet had Pete Grass on French horn. Pete Ruggalo used French horn. Shorty Rogers, in his Modern Sounds and Cool and Crazy, he used French horn. Uh, often Vince de Rose was the, the French horn player on the West Coast. Gil Evans used the French horn a great deal. He used a guy called Jimmy Buffington in his section sometimes, who played on uh, Miles Ahead, um, and also in Mal Powell's sextet, which we will talk about in another one of these short podcasts. So finally, 
we need to talk about Julius Watkins. Yeah, and in terms of improvising jazz, probably the most important figure is Julius Watkins. And he was born in 1921 and went on to record over 100 dates as leader and sideman. He performed with the greats, Milt Jackson, Sonny Rollins, Thelonious Monk, and formed his own band with Charlie Rouse called Le Jazz Mode. Um, but yeah, he, he, he was a great player, a great, great jazz player on the French horn. And he was an improviser on the French horn, yes, which yeah. not all of the other players necessarily were. No, no. Which is an interesting factor in itself. But, you know, in the modern times, we have um, our very own Jim Rattigan, who's done several uh, French horn albums. And he is definitely an improviser. So that concludes our first five-minute podcast. From me, Simon Whiteside, goodbye. And from me, Nick Tomlin, goodbye. Thank you.